Can I record this? This is Kirkman, by the way. My opponent, playing goblins, has a goblin war chief and a... Beatable, right? Uh, whatever the mission's factory in the new land is. Beatable. So attack steals four to me, that's all fine. Then cost casts fodder launch, stacking his own goblin war chief, realizing I don't have any creatures. He has to kill his other creature, then realizes he's going to deal five to himself, not me. So he wipes his board, <laughs> and I thank him very kindly. <laughs> the quality of Pro Qualifier players in Denver. <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> exactly. We're right, yes, true. Colorado. Yeah, 147 people a day. 164, actually. Or 146. Yeah, it was up there. <laughs> I still lost last. I think it's really bad. Yeah, it's kind of hard when you still lose to a 5 for 1 yourself, or yeah. your opponent 5 for 1 himself. <laughs> Because he had a he had a uh, blistering firecat in hand, which would have been lethal. 
because I had no way to stop it. So so he takes a chance, takes the damage, following turn, and I swing with my 5-5 five, five dragon for the win. And if he would have lava darted it, then he would have been required to have to draw another burn spell. If he didn't, and he drew a land, he'd been fine to draft a fire cat. If he drew a terminate, he'd been fine, or if he drew something else, maybe. But pretty much he took a chance between accepting the Blushing Fire Cat damage versus possibility of drawing uh, a mountain to be able to Blushing Fire Cat me. Of course, red decks, when mirrored match, usually the person who does the damage with the Blushing Fire Cat. Well, first, usually is the one who's winning that game. In this case, he chose to take the damage and cost him, basically. Now I'm at 4 and 1 after 5 rounds. Still got a chance to play 8 rounds. 401. And read the comic book with a fine phone in your face. He's <laughs> nodding. Okay. Fine. What are you at, PG? 221. PG1? Yeah, somebody gave a red white with his cockies and. Oh, yeah, that came out of my. Yeah, I gave him that too. <laughs> well, some of those cards aren't mine, but the core of the deck is. No, I can't be talking. Four of them named up. So he's he's three he's out three one right three one one yeah yeah he's playing a worship suppression field a bunch of white creatures it's a bird and of course those white creatures are pro creatures or Kataki. everybody that I'm playing yeah <laughs> at this point I'm rooting for him my vote yeah you gotta go for the white one not because it's like weenie, but because it's he's gonna rochambeau people with a completely out of left field deck. <laughs> well, I don't run into him because I can't beat him. <laughs> I don't don't know what he's gonna do if he comes across the dress, but I don't think that's beating him. I think that's his problem. But he's in the draw bracket, so unless two graders face themselves, I don't think there's a draw out there that would be great. Well, it would be a dredge base draw. You know what I'm saying? What did you draw against? Dredge. Oh, you did? Yeah. I figured the blue decks would have draws. Or the rock deck. But she should be alright against. Five rounds already? Yeah. Four and one. I just beat the mirror, so I'm good. What? I just beat the mirror, so I'm good. Okay. Uh-huh. Doing alright. There's a long way to go still. Two rounds. Two more. Gotta have two more wins and a draw. Have a shot. Oh, he's a nice guy. 
the only guy that still plays Maddie's side, Noah, who has a lower DCI number than me. Really? Yeah. This is half mine. I don't know how you guys are lower than me. There wasn't that many more events available. <laughs> I would have like, asked him to take it back or something. So, like, wait, I haven't announced targets yet. But, I mean, earlier he had, like... Yeah, he won't let you do that. No. Plus, he'd be really cool last time earlier, too. All right. Yeah, you know, I cast a major in and forgot to search, and he's like, no, no, I would forget to search. My first, this is the last round, round six. First game, the guy goes, turn two, Silver Knight. Turn three, Armadillo Cloak, Silver Knight. Swing. Turn four, Armadillo Cloak, Silver Knight. Swing. Are you playing with that wins? Yeah.
work. So the official word of amateur prizes. This is the last PGQ or DBT or other event such as that that involves amateur prize. This is today would be the last one. I'm now 14. That's not what the top, top people look like. I should have beat my worst possible situation. But I did. If I was playing Dorn, I'm game one against this guy. He drops. Well, I'm playing red, right? In game one, the guy goes turn two silver knight, turn three armadillo cloak, turn two armadillo cloak, or turn four armadillo cloak. So I lose that game, even though I'm able to crack back for ten. He's spending like for set or twelve, basically. Second game, I destroy him because I have two primary seals on turn two and three, and I and, and we build up a big army and he couldn't get through with me stormboards I block him with. I eventually drop a fuzzy dragon with a special between flags for the win. Game three, I open a hand with barbarian ring, middle vault. Two seals of primordium, um, a mob fanatic, a ten street hooligan, and something else. Fail to save resources. He beats you with a jitty on his overnight. And has two trolls out in the jitty. I loaded you the jitty. Yeah, I got a two with 62% tiebreaker. One of those 60 dudes is a 68% tiebreaker. Well, if he loses, then yeah, okay, but still. I'm now 4 and 2. That's not what the top, top people look like. I should have beat my worst possible situation. But I didn't. If I was playing Dorn, I'm game one against this guy, he drops situation. Well, I'm playing red, right? In game one, the guy goes turn two silver knight, turn three armadillo cloak, turn two armadillo cloak, or turn four armadillo cloak. So I lose that game, even though I'm able to crack back for ten. He's spending like for set or twelve, basically. Second game, I destroy him because I have two primary seals on turn two and three, and then we build up a big army and he couldn't get through with me. So I'm going block him with. I eventually drop a plunging dragon with threshold between flash for the win. Game three, I open a hand with barbarian ring, middle vault. Two seals of primordium, um, a mob fanatic, a thin street hooligan, and something else. Fail to save resources. He beats you with a jitty on his overnight. That has two trolls out in the The jitty. So I loaded you the jitty. Yeah, I got a two with 62% tiebreaker. One of those 60 dudes is a 68% tiebreaker. Well, if he loses, then yeah, okay, but still. So that's how I get paired up against a black, white, pretty much a mono black control deck, running damnations and mutilates. Game one, he doesn't see anything, stuck on three land. I smash him with a pair of mutal waltz and a curate. Damage, 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 seal to the face for the win. Game two, uh, early creatures, he damnations. I drop a mod fanatic and then a lava master. He goes, he's already down to ten at that point. He drops a Frexian Arena. Next turn he drops another Frexian Arena. So he's losing two eternal life. I burn him. He, I try to burn him. He then tries to consume spirit my lava master. So I burn him in response to Lava Dart, my Lava Mancer. So he's, he's stuck at four life still. Sack with a, the Mob Fanatic goes to one, or he goes to three. Sack Mob Fanatic, he dies to the Sprint Arenas. Awesome. And you get paired up against Undefeated Dude. I get paired up against the one undefeated person. And I don't know how because I'm third place. He's also a team member of yours. The other guy in second place has the same exact record as me. We're the only two people with that record. So you got random choice. I have never played against him. The other guy that was above me never got played against him. The guy that Tim got paired against, I mean, the guy that the other, the second place player got paired against, has never played against that guy that he's played against me or Tim. So the guy in second place should have got paired up against the guy in first place. Not necessarily. Theoretically. No, they both, he, he was undefeated, so he was 6 0, and you guys are both 5 1. I randomly so got, got randomly selected. Tim. Yeah, you got who selected. happens to be a teammate and undefeated, so he conceded out of the kindness of his heart. Aww. So I can make company. So you both make company. Yes. So there is at least two... So at least two undone stars now in this top eight. And I'm now sitting at... Oh, around six, right? Or seven. That's six or seven. Seven, right? So I'm at five and two, I think. With a really good tiebreakers. Last night, when I posted the last round, I was at 62% tiebreakers. So I may be the odd man with a possibility of sneaking in the back door. So, my last round, I played against Connolly Woods. Very good player. Had a rating roughly around 2,000-something for a very long time. He lost 150 points in his rating at Worlds, 2007. So, hey, it's him. Sit down. He's playing Battle of Wits. How weird is that? Yeah, because he wanted to have fun and get back some of his rating points. And he was also 5-2. and two. Which means he was doing really well. He thinks that he has a good deck. I don't know. So, game one, I get a couple guys out, a couple burn spells out, seals, whatnot. He goes, 
I, I uh, cast, no, he cast the new adult tour, grabs Battle of the Wits out of the deck at like nine life. I cast Flames of Blood Hand at the end of his turn. He counters it with his last two mana that happened to be two blue, and he had a counter spell on hand. I go untap, all right, swing with the guys, put you down to four. He untaps, plays Solitary Confinement. Nice sigh. He has exactly enough cards to discard the Solitary Confinement, play Battle of the Wits, and let the Battle of the Wits resolve game one for the win. Game two, he has to mulligan twice. Doesn't do that well mana-wise, and I can I smash him in, in, in like, six turns. Game three comes down pretty hard. I keep a five-land draw with a crude ape, a tarmogoyf, a barbarian rings, three sack lands, and a mutavault. He goes, I go, turn one, crude ape. He goes, no, I mean, he goes, uh, turn one, thought sees, away my tarmogoyf, I go, crude ape. I do, I draw with that turn, I also drew up a seal. He does something, I go, alright, untap, play another sack land with two mana, two red mana available. I play seal, mock fanatic after attacking, play that game for a little bit. Eventually, I play my mutavault. He gets to the point where all right, he drops a Insidious Dreams for a Wrath of God and Maluko. Insidious Dreams for two. The Wrath of God is my board, so he has so the creatures gone. And he drops Maluko. He drops um, Trinket Maze to go get the uh, Divining Top. At that point, I empty my hand on the board with Maluko there. He's I've got a Seal, a Fire in play, and a Barbarian Rings in play, and a Mog Fanatic and a Mutawalt. He's got the Maluko with one mana left untapped, and he sends in Maluko. I take the two. I send in Mutavault. He blocks with Trigger Mage trading that, and I should have pushed the Mutavault earlier than I did into the into play to, in order to get at least a, a two-point attack at some point earlier in the game. Didn't do that. Mutavault, or, uh, Maluko makes a couple tokens. He's able to block a couple things of mine. Eventually, the, enough attacks from, from one token plus uh, Maluko gets me down to seven life. He's got six lane to play, and I'm thinking, I should keep drawing. At that point, I do like four lane in a row. I didn't have anything going on other than the threat of the damage in play. And he was a six life, and I had four in play that could do to him. But I needed to draw some burn spell, or some dangerous creature, or like a fire cat, or something to be good. I was like, I think about it, I think about it, I was like, alright, I'm at six life now. If, he, if I let him untap, then he could just pick up the board and kill me with Maluko in two turns, the following turn. So I, I use my Portino Seal on his top. He uses some mana, screws around with that. I play another Seal. I got him pretty much tap out in that turn, so he can only make one token again. I kill him, I kill Maluko, leaving him one token in play. Because he was jump blocking earlier. So, he has one token left in play. I kill the Maluko. He untaps, draws sack lane, plays sack lane, casts on the ideal for solitary confinement when they go into five life to do so. After I, I did that, I was hoping to draw some burn spell at that point. So he has confinement, then plays another confinement, and he has a, a Miracoco in play. Let him draw some cards so he can keep the confinements going. He then plays Battlewits, Battlewits, and uh, I don't have enough seals to keep going. And, and the bluesman. I'm told by Bradford, who was watching from the other side of the table, that if I'd left the Maluko live that turn, he would have not probably not played the the attack the the sack land because he'd be afraid I would have been able to lava dart him or something along those lines because he didn't want to go to he didn't want to put himself within lava dart range from what I was saying I hadn't played so or burn spell range. So if I let him do that untap, I bought myself another turn basically what I did. So I could have let him go and see what he did. But my top card after he did that was of course Flames of the Blood Hand, followed by Flames of the Blood Hand, followed by Fledgling Dragon, followed by Butchering Farquet. So those are the last four cards I've seen while he beat me down with the one token and we were playing the stupid search out compass uh confinement, search out confinement, search out battle wits switch out Battle of the Wits and, and use up through all those cards in hand to keep the confinements running. So, yeah, it was a disheartening loss. I could have probably wanted if I made a better choice. I made a, in the end, the wrong choice, I guess, and cost me a match by doing so. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's depressing. But I think I played well. I played sharp all day. I made... I mostly two two of my game losses were because of drawing away the deck through, and one because I just couldn't outbeat the guy, and then this one was because I couldn't beat Ideal being cast twice on me. So 
or not, I mean, not ideal, but ideal being cast on me and Battle with being cast on me in game one. So, I, overall, those are only my game losses. So, I did well. Uh, Bradford is in top eight as third place. Uh, Ryan Samira finished in eighth with Affinity. Um, Blakely, who's also a member of Team Unknown Stars, has finished top eight in fifth, I believe. So we'll see how everybody goes. All right, correction. Bradford finished in third or in, uh, second place, actually, not third. And Isaiah, Isaiah Green playing Death Cloud Rock versus Ryan Samira playing Affinity. In the second table is Paul Bradford with Dredge playing Jeremy Klein with Doran. The third table is Alex, is Alex Boulery playing the Green White Armadillo Boat slash Silver Knight slash Bullsh deck that I lost to. He's playing Goblins. And then the last match is Tim Blakely with Doran playing versus Tyler Beckstrom with Ideal. And of course, just walked away from the area. Mr. Uh, Armadillo Cloak goes Mox land. Silver Knight, land, Armadillo Cloak, land, Armadillo Cloak, in game one against the Goblin deck. Oh, yeah, one last thing. Lost to Connolly Woods, but the Battle of Woods. Connolly finished in 10th. I finished in 24th with the third best tiebreaker of all the 15 pointers. Connolly had the best tiebreaker of all the 18 pointers, so it would have been probably in 10th or 11th. Josh Devaney, another string player, he finished in 11th. And Brandon Stone finished in 12th, so yeah, we'll see. Check out some of the results and see what's going on. Redford wins game one against the Dorn deck because uh, he brings out a chroma, a couple of zombies, and he's munching on the uh, the lucky coin that some girl at his work gave him for good luck today. He got it stuck in his mouth. I don't know what that's about, but I guess I, I guess to back that up, he's got the lucky coin. She said if he wins, she gets to go to Hollywood with him. I'm sure Kathy won't necessarily approve, but he probably she probably doesn't know. So yeah, nonetheless, we'll see. Use one game one in the top eight match. Could have tried his blood moon not come down. Right, so he couldn't even play his blood moon before he closed. So he could have, but he, he played uh, War Chief. He could have played blood moon, but he was already. Better start to move downwards? I don't think so. What you did to me. What would have done there was prevent him from slapping on that second. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's what you did to me. That's why you go for that way, I'm sure. Exactly. You won't do that. Can't argue about <laughs> Double cloak knight with game two now. Ryan's one and one now. This boy's getting ready to start game three. Bradford's one and oh, getting ready to start game two. No, I didn't watch his match. He doesn't like me watching his matches. Bradford got it. His opponent kept a one-man draw to include Opal Snout, two one-mana discard spells. There's the Tormats kept off the top from his first tenth card that game, or ninth card that game. Two draws. Got the Dredgen and going, but he's got to deal with Tormods and discard up the ass from a one-man. Doran draw. Oh, Bradford lost game two. I think he might have taken two extra damage because the awful stop took the enchantment out of the graveyard, making the opponent's two target books one power smaller. But I'm not 100% sure because the needle added to the graveyard, I thought after that attack phase, which would have meant Bradford had two more life than he did, but in the end, the power would have been enough to kill him anyways on that, the following attack phase after the guy putrefied his blocker, putting it up to, with, with the deal, putting it to five powers. Anyway, so, end result's probably the right, but Ryan's finally done. Basically, I kept, I mold six, kept the two drum, three land,
So I couldn't do it. That was terrible. That was like the worst match I played all day. And I, I mean, I didn't get any great draws all day either. Right. I just so got, this is a control door, right? No. Control door. I forget that. Control that. I mean, I, I can't lose to that without a really bad But he thought he was my Ravager for one, so I couldn't do any of it. And he kept me with double turn. Game, game three, though, that was ridiculous. I hold. So one got that. You win? Or not? Okay. Silver Knight. Silver right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he did the double quote Silver Knight to me, too. <laughs> I almost was able to reach it. It was close, yeah. I was able to swing for 12 at a time, yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't survive that game. Well, Bradford uh, pulled that match off with a uh, 14-14. Uh, no guard, great pull and play. No graveyard. Some tokens. The guy swept the graveyard. He's playing Doran. He used Vindicates. He used everything he could. He couldn't kill the uh, 14-14. In the end, it was enough. That and sink we did in the air. Eventually, he whittled him down and just got him down low enough in life where he had to concede. So, Goblins lose. Doran loses. Both Dorans lose. Death Cloud wins. Hater Raider wins. Or I guess we call it Hater Raider. I don't know. Junk. Dredge wins. Ideal, actually. Ideal. The green-white uh, cloak deck is going against Bradford. And uh, in the other top four match will be ideal deck versus... Well, Paul lost game one in the top four because his opponent went uh, turn one, land, mox, gotic, teague, turn two, Ardimo, Ard- armadillo, cloak, and proceeded to win. Now, Paul's not sure what to do, I guess. I'm not sure what he's got in the sideboard to deal with that, if that happens again. Yeah, you explain the donkey play just back there. Okay, so Paul Bradford dredges, like, 30 cards out of his deck, doesn't hit any Narcomibus, has to hit, like, one Cabal Therapy, dredges all four bridges, has to hit one Cabal Therapy just to flash back and get, like, four bridge tokens and then flashback for like anything else. He's, he's got Dread Return to Graveyard, so he's got it if he hits anything. He doesn't hit any Narcomuas or Cabal Therapies, so it's like, I lose. Luckily, he has Pithy Needle naming this, but Haith and the other guy has no green in hand, leaving him not a single green mana to cast Putrefy, one of his own guys. So, oh, and so this guy had already uh, not sacrificed the Windswept Heath in response to Pithing Needle, which is why he doesn't have any green sources. Yeah, right, so the guy's pretty much awful already. But to top it all off, so Paul just dredged all four bridges into his uh, graveyard, and he's got one Narcomoeba in play. And the other guy's got Bob and Silver Knight. So he sends the Silver Knight in, thinking, oh, I'm going to get in there for two. Bob's, or Paul's like, oh, I'll block with the Mark Amoeba. He's like, okay. Paul's like, I'm going to get four bridge tokens. And the guy's like, oh, I shouldn't be in top eight, should I? I shouldn't be attacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was pretty bad. That's the guy who beat me with a double armadillo cloak on a knight. I'm going to make sure he wins Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who just basically dunked the game off badly. Quote, the guy says, Quote, I'll try not to make too many play mistakes this game. <laughs> so, with that, he uh, tries to use Good Return to, with all the tokens that he has to generate something big. The guy responds by attempting to mortify his own uh, Dark Confident. Bradford then uses the Chain of Vapor to bounce the Dark Confident, and therefore, now it's good enough for game three. And he's feeling much better about that. That was off a horrible hand that he kept. He beat me. He played He right me with Silver Knight double close. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Get another close miss. Just to rack up the list of other close misses. Is there anywhere here? So fourth top video? Four in a row at BBQ. Are you a good uh, keep going to a, going to Omar? I'm just going to try and go forward the next one. Drop. So, so let's check your rating before you do that. I'm, I'm pretty busy. Yeah. What are you at right now? You said uh, the day going into the day. I was either like a 1947 or So if you picked up 100 points today, it'd be amazing. Yeah. That's so I, I ended the day seven one and two. Seven one two. All right. That's awesome. Uh, but you know the guy you lost to couldn't have had better than 1900. <laughs> he could not have had better than a 1900 at the time he played him. No way he It goes off of the each match. Each match now. Yes. Oh, thank God, because he got everybody else's points, and then he's fine, so I didn't lose him any <laughs> Right, right. Start the day getting maximum points on, like, six matches, so six times 32, whatever that is. If he was at 1,600. And 50, he went up to like 1,700. He beat him, and he got a lot of points. Just off him alone. Yeah, mine was 1,878 before today. So, I lost to Robbie, and I lost to him. Then lost to Who beat you? Who? What's that? I lost to the same guy he just lost to. Oh. Because he got Silver Knight and Double Armor Club. Yeah. And then I saw no green in game three when I had all the removal I needed to stop all that crap. Yeah. All right. We'll still get in the car. Are we going to go for food or are we going straight home? So you guys going to Next weekend? Probably going to Salt Lake City instead. You think? A lot of clothes go A lot of clothes go Why did they go to Omaha? It's centrally located, closer to Chicago. Oh, yeah. So we go to Salt Lake. You're getting a lot of Detroit players that are going to Omaha. You're getting a lot of the Chicago players that are going to Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. So players, obviously. Yeah. So go to Utah, go to Salt Lake. Salt Lake's better. And anything east of that is going to go to Omaha. Okay. And all the good players in Salt Lake supposedly are boycotting the store that hosts the tournaments. Exactly. And refuse to go to the BTQ as long as that CEO continues to work there. Salt Lake at the event. Well, that's, really, that's good for me. I think I'm going to try Death Rock. Right. I'm going to play. I'm going to play the same thing again. Yeah. Either that or I get I'm probably going to say the same thing. Are you going to? Are you going to Salt Lake? I don't know. Me, it's kind of hard to say right now. I got to figure out what I'm doing for a job first. Oh, okay. My job's cement, so. Well, I just got notified last week that my job's being cut due to budgets. Hold this with us. I'm going to see if somebody else wants to buy the rest of his house. You can buy us dinner. You can buy us dinner. Who won? So you guys should be celebrating me. You didn't buy me dinner when I had second place. Save it, save. Because I conceded to you. No, you didn't. I bought No, you didn't. You did not play. You didn't play me soft. You didn't play me soft, and you know it. I'll put those decks back together again. I'll tell you what a beating it is. The, the mannequin deck that became big. I, I figured me and Patrick figured it out earlier that week because I was going to play a martyr. Green, blue, white martyr, right? And. Bradford didn't bother coming into the testing at all during the week. So, all right, I, I decided to wake up Friday morning and I had an epiphany. Why the hell am I not playing what I think the best deck is? And I convinced Patrick to play too. Why don't I just build it? So I spent like 50 bucks that day, that night, and people at the store borrowing cards and building it and buying cards. Right. I built the deck that night. Right before the event. But it was based on what I, me and Patrick did from earlier the week. And then I told Crafters, like, I'm going to give you Martyr because I'm not playing it. It can't be Martyr. I'm, I'm playing this deck because I think it's a better deck. I think this is the right deck for me to play. And then we ended up matching up with the last guy on the list. He thinks he's, he quote, soft played me. <laughs> well, I just annihilated him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I told him right there to match when we were playing. It was like, yeah. Yeah, that's why I shoot you that deck. 
I can't be, we can't beat this deck. That's why I shipped it to you. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Mac is still the best deck in part two. One of them. It's one of them. Yeah. Arguably, others are better, but that's, you know, debatable. That is the best deal I've ever seen. If I had 15. <laughs> you got seven left? Yeah. yeah. It's 2.50 a piece. Right. The only way we could do that is if we had 2.50 times seven. And I won the money from the... From that's not 2.50 times seven. It's like 16 and a half. Five, ten, fifteen, seventy-one. All right. Giving him this one to make him buy it. He's a nice guy, apparently. Right. Many packs. Huh? Many packs. That's guy got the cars you need. Well, I got a complete play set of comics and comics. I just like ran away from there. I feel really bad. Did you say no? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I said no. No, she said yes. She's like, she knows the deal. All right. Oh, my God. Being mean to the judges like that, you know. I feel so bad, but I kind of don't. Is it? Have a nice day. Yeah, I'll take you all later. Okay. I have lost the four draw in the first round. Yeah. And this one, I drew one six in the good process in Blakely. Yeah, he gave me he gave me the concession in the probably in the uh, seventh round because he was the only undefeated and he knew he was guaranteed in and he is a teammate. He knows I I hope he knows that I would have definitely done the same thing had the situation been reversed. Yeah, major props for that. Thank you, bud. So I could get all the way there. You bet he could. Which player was Tim Blakely? What's his deck? He was playing Doran. Yeah. Top eight. The drum hat on the cap. The tall guy, the big guy. Not the, not the guy the big guy. playing against, but the bigger, the big guy, the heavy set guy. He lost to the ideal player. Number top eight. I think he had like a big man attack. Oh, and I asked Wheaton and Blakely, and they'll both, they're both willing to give me positive feedback. So the idiot did win. Dude, are you leaving right now? You have to stop by Dave and Buster so Chris can get that on podcast. Do you, do you know where Dave and Buster is? Come down I-25 and take the Colorado exit. It's like... I missed him, but I didn't see him. Christian told me he had four after five boards. I did not. I don't know. I did not see two. Okay. Okay. Sometimes you can't just beat dumb luck. Yeah, he brought in spectral links, extra plates. He brought in spectral links? Why are we bringing in spectral I don't know. You could have had green creatures. Well, I named three. <laughs> the troll. Exactly. Well, you beat him down with a troll, you know? <laughs> and game three, it's like. I'm like. Okay, I still win this. T. Big deal, can't attack with this. I'm no big deal, can't attack with this. I have another big weed up in my hand. I'm like, he's gonna. I, I, I think for a minute, I'm like, do I block the special wings? And the only reason I made the decision to block the special wings was because I knew if he was gonna regenerate it, he would have only hit the regeneration shield once. Why? Why would that make a difference? Because the Stinkweed Imp does one lethal damage to it, and then it triggers. Okay, right. Okay, that made sense. I just wanted to, I just couldn't think of what you were thinking of. All right. So I know he would have dunked that away. Because he attacked. He dunked it because he attacked. Yeah. You should have won that match. God damn it. No, I should have. I... You should have won that tournament. Everything was set up exactly perfect for you in the tournament. I agree. And you lost someone who had just absolute that, dumb luck. Once I got past that eight, the 12-card sideboard. Yeah. There's no way, no reason for me to lose that tournament. But, I mean, when a kid gets to turn one team, turn two, um, Armadillo Coke, game one, when I do not have any answers for it in the main deck, I have to scoop. And then game two, I win because I have everything I need. And he's an idiot and doesn't sack a fetch land when I play Pithy Needle. Yeah. Like a moron. 
I was gonna just name Cornwall Script, but then I was like, wait a minute. Okay. No <laughs> deep for you, because he didn't write Green Man up for him. Yeah. And then game three, it's like my my hand was, was great. Three land, castable sneaky dance, um bridge, dread bridge, dread from below and pitting needle. I'm like, okay, I definitely keep this. Because I can definitely deal with the hate. What do I see? Turn one uh, key, turn two armadillo cook. Nothing you can do about it. Can't even be disappointed in yourself. No, tell you, man. Just get over it, come back, do it again. You did what you needed. You did what you're supposed to have done. I beat the heat all. You picked night. that deck up cold yesterday, or the day before yesterday. I beat the heat all. Yeah. I played at least five of my eight plant matches had main deck problems. Yes, yeah. three weeks of testing with Doran thrown out the door Thursday night because somebody walked through the door with an open bunch of cards that could be dredged, could be made into a dredge deck, and he did. And just walked in basically cold deck. Cold deck top eight. Is. Top four. Top four. Fourth top four in a row, mind you, in a PTQ. Yep. With a ninth place at a cash tournament, fifteen hundred dollar cash tournament mixed in with all that. We should definitely come up here for the fifteen hundred dollar standard. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I got dibs on green black. That's black fine. Blue. That's fine. Black blue roads. You think? I don't know, maybe. I, I actually. I think it's a possibility. I, I haven't seen any standard decks just to do that kind of out, so I, I have no idea. Well, it's, it's only it's only been legal for a week and a half, so. I might even just play green, black, white. Well, stupid truthful. They have the Revlark two two infinite combos based around info, it, Revlark in that dude now. Yeah, the body double, right? Yeah. One involves mere entity and body double, and the other one involves uh, uh, two body doubles and a mob fanatic. The the mere entity one also uses bounce spell, so basically it and Muldricker, he draws through his whole deck, and it bounces every permanent his opponent controls and just has flyers in play, which seems good, right? And then the mob fanatic gives you the possibility to do infinite damage in a single turn. So... You got that out there now. That's a brand new deck based around the new set. Which makes extra pace going to have to come back into the cyborgs again for black blue. Because you have to be able to, to deal with the Revlar crap. You know the only part... Oh, we should have told you when to turn the interstate, huh? I have no idea where I'm going. We're just heading south. We're heading south, so let me go... Right. Yeah, you can turn right on one of these roads and go to the interstate. Or just keep driving south for a long time. We'll eventually merge into the right road heading south. What time is it? 10 55. I'm kind of hungry. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. I mean, the goal is to, to make the goal is to force it to become a long, long day. You know, we don't want to end in a short day. That's not the goal. <laughs> we don't want to be heading home early before dinner. That's not the goal. Yeah, that looks like too. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea for you. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Could be worse. Could be. True. I for one am glad I came up and saw you play that deck. I've yeah. never seen that deck played that way before. Thank you. Yeah, you, you, you saw and explored a lot of outs that I don't think most bridge players use to win games with, you know? Did you win any matches because of the bridge? No, not one. <laughs> wow. I just realized that. Not a single one. You didn't just go nuts with the bridge any, any time of the day, huh? No. Alright. Not one. They always hit. Pretty for my branch token. Yeah. You guys just cut the bridge. No, don't do that. <laughs> as soon as you do that, then you're gonna start losing, and you could have beat him with the bridge. I've heard that once before. Somebody cut their bridges from the deck. No, not a good idea. I, I, 
but I'm honestly thinking about cutting the two Tularian winds. It didn't really help me at all. Did you ever cast it? Throughout the, throughout the day. I think I cast it in one game, and it wasn't even that great. It was for, like, one card. Well, without being and, and that I, uh, I bounce, huh? that would be main that bounce, or would you just look at No, I think I would add more dredge cards to the deck. I think I would add the two... Um, the, the two... Uh, I think I would add two dark blasts to the deck, honestly. I think you should have a Dark Blast in there. The two Dark Blasts would give me an ounce to main deck teams. Yeah. I'm thinking we're parallel with the road and we're, we're going to merge into it eventually because we keep saying the I-25 business loop, but we're on, like, warehouse district here. You know? No, there it is. Turn it on left. Yeah, I think if you add one Dark Blast in there, or maybe two, I don't know. I think it'd be good. Well, even if you go with just one, you still got to get to it. I mean, it's not a reliable answer if you're looking for as an answer to something. But it would give you an out fatigue. It Assuming there's no stupid armadillo cloaks in their deck. I can't imagine that's a problem. If you went to PTQ and the list are posted, who knows how many copycats are going to spring up. Yeah, they will. There will be some. What's the PTQ in Phoenix? It was, uh... Sorry, I haven't been about three weeks ago. Oh, okay. I had that Ravager deck all put together, got up late, got drunk and some screw. Oh, okay. Didn't go. Uh, I didn't expect to do well anyway. Right. No, I haven't played in two years. Well, in real life, anyways, you've been playing online. Yeah, I've been playing online, but it's not the same. I mean, it's definitely not the same. Okay. Something's not right. And they count up the cards, and the dude had one extra card. Yeah. He had 20, and he should have only had 19. Okay. They busted him drawing extra cards from team. The guy comes up, the judge comes over, like explains him what's happening, shows him that he counted the cards, breaks it down for him. Yeah. The guy says, there's no way I can prove that. The judge did? The judge says, there's no way you can prove that. And then Mike said, appeal. And when Mike said appeal, the dude had already started shuffling up his card to mark 2-1 that he won. Because the, the first because judge... Because he knew he got caught. Because, yeah, exactly. Because the first judge said, um, said that there was no way he could prove it. So finally, Mike, Mike said, appeal, appeal. And he's like, he's like, I'm not signing it until I get an appeal. The head judge comes over... Sees that the dude's already shuffled up and said, well, now there's no way I can prove it. So rules against Mike and says, no, the match stands, 2 1, sign it. And I'm sitting there, I'm trying to tell this lady exactly what happened. I'm trying to tell her they, they, timed, they fucking did the math, he showed the judge the math, he should only have 19 cards, he admitted he should only have 19 cards. He asked for an appeal, dude, shuffled up his deck before you got the appeal, and you're still going to stick with his ruling. 
because old boy shuffled up his deck. Wow. Irrelevant. How many games have you beaten me? For whatever we, we, reason, we, we, you're the only person playing a good deck I've not been able to consistently beat. We can even add the door. <laughs> we, can, we can even add the door in results to that factor. I was beating you a door when you were playing door. No, you weren't. Yes, I No, you weren't. Not once. Not once. I always had a hierarchy, and you were like, no, it can't be doors. Whatever. <laughs> no, I put Flames of the Blood and I was fine. No, I never played you when you added the Flames of the Blood hand because at that point I just didn't want to play Dora anymore. <laughs> that's I've been a couple times. No, you didn't beat me a single game when I was playing Dora. Yeah, you did. No, I, no, you didn't because you didn't have the Flames of the Blood hand. Because the only games we played was at your dad's house for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I crushed you. I played one, I won at least one game there. No, you did not. Whatever. No, you did not. Because you were like, oh, maybe I shouldn't play New York. I can't say that's why I had problems. No, I was fine today. Yeah, I definitely. New York belong in the day. They just deserve to get played on turn two. Fine. All right, I'll grant you, I should have pushed Community Wall Advantage a little bit better than I did. It's always good to beat down with a goat. Like, isn't it determined to make it? At least Brian found out that he still has it. Yeah. He did really well. I knew he was going to lose the bet about that. I, I, I told him, like, Ryan, hey, do not overcommit. And he's like, oh, no, it's such a good matchup for me. No, right. Death cloud, pernicious beats, smothers, future price. No, right. Sorry, it's not a good matchup for you. The one game I saw wasn't even close. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I've got summer upper guards. Oh, right. <laughs> Do you have summer upper guards? Indeed. Death cloud for two. Good game. Future Pie, Summer Hoverguard, Need for Two, Good Game, Ravenous Baylock, Block, Sack, Good Game. I'm like, Ryan, I, and I pull Ryan to the side, I'm like, Ryan, you've got this. Just don't be too cocky, and don't overcom- overcommit into a pernicious beat. I told him, I said, the only way you want to overcommit is if you know you're dropping like Summer Hover Guard and the Michigan uh, Minimum Fortress. And he's not going to get the seven mana fast enough to deed for seven. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to avoid the music. All right, are you ready for this? All right, so what's, what's, the, what's the story of what happened in the finals? Okay, so uh, there's this ideal deck, and this guy looks like he's 12, and he has a list, so he talks like this. And so he's in the finals for some green-white PT jank deck, All right. and he's flashing black. All right, the guy with the ideal, by the way, from South Dakota, and he claims that there's nobody in South Dakota that has a pro throw point, and he wanted to be the first person with one. Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> All right, Miles, you didn't last with that one. A- anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the finals and he's playing one of the three ideal decks. Him, myself, and some other guy. He's playing versus the green white deck. Um, he lost game one badly. Game two, he's about to lose and he pulls up the miracle comeback. He just top decks some ideal or burning rush, goes off and uh, lives on one or three laps. Can't remember. Fast forward, game three. Um, he gets double orange chan. He gets the god draw. He goes off. Well, somehow his opponent, Adam, I think his name was, um, maybe Alex, he drew all of his hate. He got two Z-Locks. He's got um, three Crows and Grip. He got his Rule of Law. He's got three Extirpate. And he's got a bunch of bird tokens. So, for some reason, he's got the game in his hand. The ideal player is going off. He's got two Duffs game. He's about to win. All he has to do is get his final confinement. Because the other guy is out of Z-Locks. Well, he looks at his hand and wants to make sure he does everything perfect. This is his final turn. In his hand, he has a confinement. In his deck, he has one left. Well, finally, he tops for no reason during his upkeep. Then, as he goes into his deck to get his final com- confinement, well, picture this. These guys are at the end of a table facing each other. I'm right next to the ideal player looking closely at his hand. My king is at the edge of the table right next to me. He's crashed over with an empty Diet Coke bottle. Looks like he's snoring. His eyes are not open, and he's looking into space, not paying attention whatsoever to the match. So as this guy gets his confinement, he for some reason takes the confinement out of his hand, just puts it on the table, and shovels his hand into his library. 
So at this point, no one is paying attention. They're just staring at the table because no one realizes, except for me. I'm watching this guy. I realize what happens, and I burst into laughter looking at the, uh, looking at the ground. Everyone looks at each other, not knowing what just happened. I stare at Mike King. He opens his eyes about twice as wide, looks at me. He doesn't understand what happens. He looks at the players, and all of a sudden I see Mike King lean back in his chair and go, <clears throat> turns to the guy with a lisp from South Dakota that claims he wants to be the first player with the PT point, and he goes, what just happened to your hand? Well, the guy all of a sudden freezes. He looks to the right like there's supposed to be something. He looks to the left. He looks at his, he looks at his back. And then he goes, I don't know, I guess it disappeared. So Mike King looks at him. He goes, give me a second. So him and the head judge from Wisconsin get up and talk for a second. And I don't know if Mike King did this out of enjoying it or what, but normally the ruling on that is game loss. After a couple minutes of confining with the other head judge from Wisconsin, he says to the guy with the list that's playing a during a deal that just f***ed himself out of a trip to Hollywood, he says, well, have you, ever, have you had any other warnings? in this tournament. And he goes, no, just the one from this match. And Mike King goes, well, that's okay. We're going to say it's a game violation. You're not going to get a game loss. You're going to get a warning. But your hand stays in your library. <laughs> so he has two confinements in play with no hand <laughs> and two dubscapes. And everyone realizes that Mike King does this as deliberate attempt to get humiliation and enjoyment for everyone else at the expense of his ideal player. So finally, this guy dumbfounded, completely blank look at his face, looks at Mike King and goes, well, that's not right. I can appeal this to the DCI. So Mike King goes, well, I'm sure the people in California are up. It's only 10.30. Give him a call if you want. So the guy goes, well, what do I do? And he says, I don't know. You tell me. So finally, he plays on and proceeds to lose the next turn, and the room bursts into laughter for the next 20 minutes. And we dunked in one of the worst players into Hollywood. The little guy with the green, white, black deck. Yes. Yes, we probably did. This was probably the worst top eight of Magic I've ever seen in my entire life. No, no, no. Those are good players. There's a bunch of good players. Well, it's just the worst one I always seemed to have won. Yes. <laughs> but it was still... Mr. Super Lucky ends up winning. Nobody can explain. Don't know how it happened. He got hit with a luck virus today. I literally made a new card during his upkeep that said, Boost Target PTQ. <laughs> Shuffle your hand into library. I can understand his hand being left in his library. <laughs> he shoved it. Because he shuffled it in, I can understand him being forced to have to lose his hand. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. It was a dramatic finish. He was winning. He won the next turn. So the ideal player blew the game. Blew the game, match, and PTQ all in one play. By <laughs> shuffling his hand into his library. What's the guy's name? Wait, I know. Let's <laughs> bust out the results from the foot. Tyler Beckstrom. Wait. Are you sure? He was an ideal player. Was that him? Yeah, he played versus Alex Burrell in the finals. Yeah. That was him. So, Tyler Beckstrom. Yeah, so the guy that wants to uh, claim the first pro Shuffled away. He swapped to the BT. He shuffled away the first two <laughs> pro tour points for the state of South Dakota. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a scene. And these are the quality of PTQ players that win these events. The guy that just shoveled his, his, his hand into his library in game three of the finals of the PTQ yeah. still got in finals of the PTQ. And Alex Beret, or Berlay, however you pronounce that, beat me because he went silver knight, double armor cloak, dillo cloak, against me playing red. Did the same thing to the guy playing goblins in the top, in, in the first round of the top eight. Went Gothic Teague, armadillo cloak in two games against Bradford off a box, a turn one or two, to beat Bradford's dredge deck. I also have to add in the same house bro with the green white black and he had someone hand him the VTQ slot because he shuffled their deck away. Yes. I have to mention that uh that uh during the course of these finals the ideal players, me, Brett, and Lou Christopher combined counted a total of four times where the ideal player could have won the match and still managed to throw it away. Yeah. Before the shuffling hand into library. So there you have it, the finals of uh, PTQ Hollywood for the extended tournament. <laughs>
It was pretty damn funny. We called it Magic 20th Home Video. <laughs> the guy shuffled away. The guy shuffled away. It should have been your invite. I should have beat that, that dumbass player with a stupid armadillo gloves. I should have beat him round three, but I forgot to decide one of my damn wishes. How long is it when you want two out of two teams. And he only had two teams. He drew, he drew two teams three games in a row in the finals. No, he had two teams. Yes. Period. And he drew all three, or all two, all three games in the finals. He also drew them all three games for speed from my head. Uh, uh, you can't beat dumb luck. Oh, jeez. left and right drawing extra cards and just getting warnings. I'm coming back. <laughs> You're going to make a comeback. Okay. Seriously, I watched the kid draw an extra card. We counted it off and everything. It just came over his head. There's no way I can prove it. Dude, picks Mike goes appeal. As he's going, as the designated boy is going to get the head judge, Mike's opponent scoops up his, all his cards because he's caught cheating. The judge comes over and says, oh, he's already scooped up his card. There's nothing I can do. Sign it. And the dude marked 2 1, saying that he won. And he won because the pill never happened because she couldn't count his cards because he had already scooped up the shit. Now, somebody with half a brain would say, hmm, we scooped his cards up really fast. Obviously, he, he was in the middle of a ruling. You want that uh, obstruction of the DCI's investigation? I'm thinking it should be. Yeah. You, you might also have to add the violation by one of the uh, level one judges of the event where Tom Carmody um, <laughs> drew seven cards versus his opponent and had a great hand. And then after the hands were drawn, the judge comes over and deck checks him. Picks up his hand out of his hand, and Tom goes, what are you doing? This is my hand. He goes, you have a deck check. And Tom goes, I already drew my cards. And he goes, I don't care. I can do this. Well, so he takes his deck and goes to deck check. Be fair, though. Tom has no argument. It's a deck check. They don't give it what you're drawing. They just want to see the deck consensus. If he was late to pick up the deck, it's a big deal. It's still a deck check. They could have started the game, and they'll cancel the game and pick it up and go to the deck check. Yeah, Tom just like Tom's just crying. Tom's crying for nothing because he has no argument on that one. 